It's nobody but the Swazis with their song Pray here on the Morning Mix. 27 minutes to 9 o'clock it is. Nice to have you all with us. Uh, and also you in the company with Big Mitch and Coffee. Nice to have you Kaufman, Kaufman, Moro, Moro, Moro. Moro, Moro. crew. Yes, and then uh, today we will also be joined by our very famous man in the backs. In the in the in the in the in the shall we call it the back seats, the guy that actually runs it all to make sure that we are live on air and that everything runs smoothly. The Nobody man that owns the Oscars. Samuel Shines joining us. Yes. Good morning, everybody. Nice to have you with us. We're just saying good morning to a couple of our friends out there. Good morning to Gladness, also Heleni. Victor de Kock is also watching. Good morning, Vic. Nice to have you with us on the show. Sebi, good morning. And also Gert Jacobi is also on, on air watching us. Nice to have everybody with us on this beautiful Tuesday. Today is the, what, 29th of March, if I, admit, if I don't have it mistaken. Um, the 29th of March. We've made it. And, uh, yeah, we've got a jam-packed show for you. Unfortunately, Neville will not be joining us today. He will only be rejoining us tomorrow. He's got, uh, is your microphone on, Arden? Because I can't really hear you. Just a moment. There you go. One, two. There we go. Right. So, uh, yeah, because he's got some responsibilities. That's why um, Neville is not joining us today. And uh, the question that I have is, have we now um, moved on? Are we now finished with this whole Will Smith and Chris Rock thing? Because Um, it was basically just inundating any I media. I think it will <coughs> only be done when we get in August. Why? <laughs> why? Why in August? <laughs> so the dude that actually had an affair with uh, Will Smith's wife. Right. His name is August. Ah, I get it. <coughs> okay. All right. I'm, I wasn't totally with you. My word. It, did he have a? Did Coffee, he? Did he it's have only a? Only March. And the year mm. is finally starting to march along. Yes. The worries are gone, the January, mm. the Februarys. So, yeah, man, I believe, you know, we're, you know, we're hoping to see uh, greater things now, you know, in the year. Hopefully COVID-19 is fading out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're just hoping that by the time we get to the winter season, 
you know, uh, we don't have another. Do you think we might have another spike again as I, the colder? See, I'm a little bit worried because mm -hmm. um, during the the weekend I had I had a gig, you know, a, a performance somewhere. Right. And I kind of feel like we are so relaxed that we are gone back to our normal reality. You know, nobody mm -hmm. really cares. Um, everybody's mingling around with everybody, and, you know, <coughs> don't have masks on or social distancing anymore. It's like COVID never existed, especially, you know, when people are consuming some a little bit of liquor. Well, at at this particular point in time, we've got 172 active cases right. in Namibia, of which newly confirmed cases yesterday were five. Uh, we had zero recoveries, but also zero deaths. So we're standing at 172. And this is a question that I've asked. Are we really, really past COVID? Or are we possibly going to see a spike coming up again as from May? Because everybody was saying as from May, it's going to happen again. Because when, you, when, you, when you've been through something, you always have this thing of, you know, you always have trust issues. Mm -hmm. Remember last year during the regional council elections? Right. Or the campaigns, rather. Yes. We had almost the same thing where everybody was relaxed. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody, uh, uh, politicians were running their, their, you know, their, um, their campaigns, their rallies and stuff. And then, you know, there were no cases. Mm. Mm. Um, I don't know if we, stopped, if we had stopped testing or COVID was a little bit on hold. But whatever was happening, nobody really knows. Mm -hmm. And uh, post-elections, yes. then boom. There was COVID again, like really, really hard, and even to a point where the numbers of gatherings were reduced again. But do you think we'll take it with the same seriousness we took it in the first wave and the second wave? I mean, when it, when it hits us again and the numbers spike up and whatsoever, will we, would we want to go back to that mindset as, as the people of Namibia? Would we want to do you think that would happen? I, 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 I don't know if I'm understanding you correctly, but I think you say the reaction that we had at first. Yeah. Like, will on, we take the it first with the wave. same seriousness? Yeah. What you have to understand is this, you know, the first reaction can, can never be, you know, can never be compete or can will always remain undefeated because that was your first reaction. It's like, mm. it's like your, you know, it's like your first keys. Mm. You know, that set of memories is, always remains undefeated. And that's what happened when COVID first kicked off. I mean, you remember... <coughs> Everybody was scared just to for one COVID nineteen case confirmed. Mm. I mean, everybody was panicking. Mm -hmm. When we got to six, you know, we called out the lockdown. Right. And then on a the second wave, we open up the country where we have over you know um, ten thousand cases. Mm. Like, do you see the the dynamics? But either way, the first wave wasn't as deadly as the second wave. Mm. Because the Delta variant was more actually deadly and it killed a lot of people. Because I remember sometimes in June. Last year, May, June, July, that's when we had our really, really, really filter rate, like really high. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. We lost a lot of people last year than 2020. Mm -hmm. But people were more fearful in 2020 than yeah. in 2021. Mm. But in 2020, had a little bit but of... Don't you think we got hardened off? It's, you see, we got hardened off. It's that exactly we, what I'm we, talking we about. kind of acknowledged it was sad yeah, to have all these deaths, we have but we kind of acknowledged it. Acknowledged it yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's all right. No, yeah. you, can. you know. So we made COVID part of it. Like, oh, okay, it's you know, it's part of it. You know, it's uh, it's COVID. Mm. He died of COVID. We're starting to sort of like making it a reality. Like, okay, mm. COVID is part of us. It's a daily thing. You know, every day we expect to hear somebody um, dead of COVID. 
But even though it's not, and I mean, we were cruising at one stage. I think when we topped it, we were at something like twenty-eight thousand active active mm. cases yeah. in, in Namibia for a small country like for this. A small country like this, you it, know, it, it was huge for us. First um, and now we are seeing it. Uh, we are seeing a massive spike again in China. Mm-hmm. Um, the UK is just slowly but surely getting out of it. So now, you know, if remember when China initially had it, mm. it took like a couple of months before it actually reached our shores in Walfers Bay, but. China at the moment is is once again on a on a on a peak. Yeah. So the question is just when is it going to come to us? Especially knowing that our um, immunization figures are not the way that they should be. Right. So we 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 all agree that uh, not a lot of people are getting tested well, this time around, uh, it, and that's probably why we have these low figures. Well, well, we can't really you know be sure about it that we're not testing because we're not uh, the ones handling the test all we can say is that do they indicate how many tests were done or they indicate no the so ministry of, of health I think they just is, indicate is the results just indicate these the results, results on a yeah. daily basis they, yeah so they, they can't out. tell you how many people were tested um, no th- i think that was to be practiced before but mm. i think it has stopped Yes. Yeah, like a f- sample, how many samples were taken and how many yeah. turned out negative and positive? Well, 172 active cases with newly confirmed cases. Five, I think for the time being, we don't really have to speak about COVID that much anymore because it's kind of insignificant right. at the so moment. So we can conclude. Yes, we can at conclude. At this moment, conclude that we are better Yes. in terms of COVID. Yeah. And that we're hoping that this is going to be all right mm-hmm. for the next seven months. Yes. Hopefully going forward until next next year. Yes. Okay, so uh, let's hit you off with the daily news and then we'll open up the topics from there. Monty News. This is Informante Live and these are our top stories. Drama in the Tosha National Park on Saturday where the Namibian police and nature conservation officials had to use a helicopter, a small aircraft and armed officers on the ground to deal with Mopani worm harvesters who strayed into the park. This happened despite strict warnings by the Ministry of Environment, constituency councillors and traditional leaders over several days and through a variety of platforms. An undetermined number of people were caught red-handed harvesting Mopani worms inside the park, which is strictly prohibited not only for endangered wildlife in the park, but also because those who so stray into the lion-infested park are putting their own lives in danger. They were rounded up and removed from the park. Their plastic containers and bags of worms were confiscated and taken away to be destroyed. Their camping site at the Ushiku village outside but near the park's fence was also dismantled and they were ordered to return to their villages of origin. After 27 years in business, the Achenbach family is forced to rebuild the Hentis Bay Spa supermarket which burned down on Saturday in the hopes of opening by the end of this year. While the cause of the fire has not been determined yet, one of the supermarket's owners, Dalian Achenbach, stated that the Hentis Bay Spa team are working tirelessly to salvage what can be saved in preparation for the supermarket's reopening in a few months. The Lien stated that they intend to have the supermarket operational by November at the same location. Acknowledging that the effects of this incident go beyond their Achenbach family, Dalian emphasized that the Hentis Bay Spa employees, which are about 65, can be assured of their security of their jobs and their salaries in the meantime. 
And finally, a 42-year-old Namibian woman and her 23-year-old Zambian boyfriend are fighting for their lives after a jilted ex-lover opened fire on them at their residence in Katima Mulilu in the Zambezi region. The incident happened on Sunday at the Lisikili village. According to the police, the couple were reportedly at their residence when the woman's ex-boyfriend entered the house and shot the man in the right thigh and the woman in the right arm. The suspect allegedly travelled from Quena to Lisikili on Sunday and fled the scene after the incident. The two victims were taken to the Katima hospital and are in critical condition. The suspect is a Namibian man known to the police but has not been arrested as yet. Your Trusco share price today, the 29th of March, is at $1.20 per share. Taking a brief look at the financial indicators, the Namibia dollar is trading against the US dollar at 14 Namibia dollars and 70 cents. Against the euro at 16 Namibia dollars and 10 cents. And against the British pound at 19 Namibia dollars and 20 cents. This is Informante Live and these were our top stories. You can find more on our website which is informante.web.na. And it is the fourth week of our Easter competition on Informante Live. This week's competition is a photo shoot with the compliments of AB Photography. You stand a chance to win a voucher to the value of 1,500 Namibia dollars for a photo shoot. All you have to do is go to our Informante Live Facebook page and go to the competition post and type in hashtag AB Photography in the comment section. And you stand a chance to win a 1,500 dollar voucher from AB Photography. Winners will be announced on social media and this competition will end on the 30th of March. <coughs> so there we have it. Uh, in the news today, it's nice to see that the spa that was that burnt down in Hentis Bay is on its way to recovery. Hopefully it will be rebuilt and completed towards the end of the year again. It's also nice to see <coughs> that none of the employees, the 65 employees working at the spa, um, are going to lose their jobs. They can be assured of, of the security of their jobs and also their salar salaries. So mm. that is that's good nice news. That's a nice so this uh, <coughs> drama in the Itosha National Park, do you think it is uh, should be allowed that people stray into the park and uh, go and harvest Mopani worms? Kafi, I'm, I'm, you know, at some point I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted. <laughs> because... You know, um, well, I understand it's natural resources. That people feel like, and some of these things that are seasonal, that only comes once, in a, once a year and then they, they need to have some of that. You know, these are the people that live in their, in their the remote areas will always believe that nature has a way of feeding its people. That mm. they were, this, the universe has provided this for them. You know, and uh, for them to really understand that they were not allowed to get in there because of safety reasons, mm -hmm. uh, they just feel like the government is just against us. It's against progress. It's, it's just a, it's an animal progress. They just don't want us to right to uh, you know to sure. enjoy ourselves and you know collect these and go sell and make some money. But again, when I think about it, I'm like, wait, wait a minute. All right, so government probably has really good reasons as to why they say, you know, people shouldn't stray in the national park. Mm -hmm. Firstly, they are safety concerned because they could also become pre of 
you know, predators. Sure. That's number one. Number two is policies. Order has to be maintained. Mm. It is against the law. It's against the law. But again, them, you know, I, I, I stand in, the, in between where I say, where do we draw the line to allow people enjoying the natural resources that is freely provided to them to, you know, by the universe, you know, such as uh, frogs and, you know, um, those the worms. It, and but China isn't it really poaching? Well, when you think about it, Legally, it's yeah, probably. You know, when you think about it, in a way it's poaching. But I mean, are we going to be going around and stopping people from enjoying the natural resources, such as those things? The only, especially seasonal things. It's not like really the government is taking care of these, you know, creatures for um, tourism purposes. That's a good point. But let's say, let's say, somebody gets mauled by a lion there mm -hmm. while they're doing that, yeah. and then. What then is the government's fault for yeah. not letting them do that? Yeah. So the government can be held liable, or yeah, you know, when somebody gets mauled there in the national park. So, look, I think the government is just trying to protect themselves. But I think you know, well, there's a will, there's a way. If government maybe could provide certain measures, such as you know, we are, we avail security forces to accompany these people to enjoy to a certain extent and, and, and drop certain levels that you can only go up until here and have as much as you could. I think in that way we can mitigate a little bit of this chaos because those are people that want to understand. They want to understand why government is doing ABC. For them, they just feel like, especially in, in our administration where we became a little bit more, you know, sort of like blaming everything to the government. Every failure has to be pointed to the government, mm -hmm. even in this regard. There's still somebody out there who feels like government is just really there just being they just been able to choose. And this is like a hell of absurdity where they don't want them to enjoy. <coughs> That's the people's feeling out there. They don't, they just feel like government doesn't do want these, them to yeah, enjoy. Do these people harvest the worms to sell them or do they harvest the worms to eat them? Both. Both. Uh-huh. You okay. harvest enough. Enough. Mm -hmm. Like really enough to you know, sell so, and, so sell yeah. and We've eat. had a couple of years ago, we've had that incident where Chinese uh, 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 people were involved where they went into the region north of, I think it was Kamanyap, into, into that area, where they got locals uh, 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 um, involved, where they would basically drop them off next to the roads and just let them go into the bush and collect whatever it is that they can find, whether it's a bird, whether it's a scorpion, a snake, a worm, doesn't matter, maybe even, you know, uh, uh, some bigger bigger animals, you know, like maybe guinea fowls or something, but they just basically went into the bush and just collected anything that they could find, from chameleons to scorpions to worms, but for and put them into them. bags, yes, and then basically just wait for uh, the Chinese people to come and pick them up again and then pay them per bag. And I mean, that is what we call now, on a different scale, poaching. No, no, Kaufi, I think that is poaching because, you see, what you, we, we have to understand here, we are talking about something that is there for a lifetime and something that is seasonal. Mm -hmm. So when something is seasonal, what happens is that when its season ends, th its lifespan actually really comes to an end. Right. It either it dies or, you know, worms develop into butterflies. Some of them. And mm. then I think some of them most probably just, just die. I don't know. I, I'm mm. not really an agricultural expert. But, but what, what I'm saying, what happens when government stops these people from enjoying and harvesting these worms and then two months later all of them just die 
mm. because their season has come to an end. Right. So what then? Mm. Right. So it's it a kind really of a it's a kind of a, a two-edged sword, yeah. isn't it? It yeah. is against the it law. It is against the law, but the law can still be revealed, and we find uh, you know uh, um, um, a provision that allows these people to do a little bit of what they could, without really causing any damage to the you know to the national park, mm -hmm. and with all, with also their safety, you know, um, as a matter of concern, and to make sure that. No fatalities are recorded. Up to now, yet. Yeah. Yes. So we can, we can, we can, we can. So the NDF is literally in there yeah. sitting there doing nothing. Like right. That, we, we can have, for as much as they can still enforce Kalahari to go and put order, they can still deploy Kalahari in their, in the, in the national park mm -hmm. and just make sure that these people are safe. Yes. And also, it, when, and, and also they can also monitor their movement. Like, hey, don't do unnecessary things there. You're only there to, to harvest. Because I think now their fear is that. Of course, there are opportunities. There is somebody who will go there, but their aim is to, to mm. go pouch, to go, uh, you know, um, well, it's, it's, it's to go hunt they, other, you know. They have now been removed. Yeah. Um, uh, the, 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 the whatever is that, they, well, what those worms that they harvested, that has been confiscated. Mm -hmm. And also the, um, the place that was close to the fence of the park, the Oshiku village, that right. has also been dismantled and they were all ordered to return to, the to their villages of origin. So obviously these people came from other places, settled there, built themselves a, a kind of a village, yeah, and they from there on they, they, camp. In, they, they camp. They, they go uh -huh. there, you know, they, they actually go there to camp. Right. Because they go in groups. Like, for okay. example, they are... Well, they I, each other, I like can only imagine that these are then basically p being taken to markets, maybe in Omuthia, on Dangwa, yeah, Jakati. They do. You, um, know. you know, and then from there on they get sold on. They get sold on. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we, this is not the first time uh, like that we have a story like this. this. You know, like the same people uh, uh, which had the uh, right to hunt, farm, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, in their own ancestral homeland, mm -hmm. uh, were being shot by the uh, the police from Botswana. Mm -hmm. but there's actually a story, but I was just looking it up. Like a group of <coughs> sorry, a group of uh, bushmen, like they say, who were hunting antelope to feed their families, have been shot at from a police helicopter, which later crashed and injured six officers. While it was enforcing Botswana's hunting ban, nine bushmen were arrested and uh, subsequently stripped naked and beaten while in custody. So you have been living there your mm -hmm. whole life. Mm -hmm. Somebody starts to try and make money off your homeland and they build a fence around it. But you have been, this has been your hunting ground. So where do we, like, like he asked, where do we draw that line? Mm. I was feeding my family from this part. Okay. I was feeding my the, family the, from this. The, 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 are we seeing this kind of thing um, happening only recently, or has this been going it, it on for been years going that on. they've it entered been into the park and, and harvested the worms? I think, I think there was a time where they used to do it freely. And I don't know where, I can't remember, mm. but I, remember, I can't really recall exactly at which, which year that was, but I remember, or maybe it was not in the park but maybe just mm. somewhere in, in, in the forward. But I remember there was a time where people would go out there and then collect. You right. Know, they would harvest and come back and sell and you were, you know. Right. Yeah. And then perhaps if it's not controlled now, if it's not uh, you know, <coughs> being controlled by the police mm. now, you know, at this stage it is worms. 
you know, I mean, they're camping there, these people, and then from there on, it might go over into poaching. Then afterwards, it would be wild animals. So yeah. it started with worms, and yeah. then it started That's growing. That's what I was saying. And the next thing we you have is point. we've got we've got local Namibians walking around the park with their own guns, mm. and you know, and just harvesting whatever it is uh, that they can shoot. Yeah, That's what I was saying. There, there, of course, we have those um, opportunities who are who go there because they <coughs> shine so much going there to harvest these worms, and chances go there with his rifles, right? Because it's open. Yes, but but. This is now we, we say we can find a way that works better for mm -hmm. government that will still allow us people. We must strike a balance. Mm. Even if get, this get, 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 get the, 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 the security personnel in there to monitor yeah. what these people are doing. Let's look let, at a couple of the comments. Uh, let me just make this point. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say the people decide, no, okay, they're just going to hunt uh, or collect these worms or hunt like from both sides, like I'm saying, from this side of the fence, they're not going to go in the park anymore. And five years after, uh, the Edosha National Park decides to extend the game. Do they have to move again uh, with the extension of the park? I, don't, I think I don't really get your point, but, mm. but that's, that's expropriation. If that's, that's, you know, um, that's, um, if, if they have to be moved from their, from their area, they will be compensated. No, no, I'm not saying they're staying there. So now the park decides, okay, you guys cannot come into the park. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So here's the fence of the park. Mm. So don't come over here mm. and collect those worms or hunt here. Mm. What you can do is you can do it here. Mm -hmm. So let's say in five years, uh, in five years, the Tosha National Park decides, okay, we're going to extend up till here. Oh, now, so you would they have to move? Would they have to now agree with the government again? And how long is that going to happen? No, I, I don't think that that is a reality that the park would extend. Yeah, uh, I don't think that yeah, that will ever uh, happen. Mm. Yeah, that's that's really? that's merely no. a, that's merely an imagination mm. that won't meet reality. Yes, because yes. So what you're saying is, that, for example, there's a the shared area here for grazing or whatnot, and then the park would love to extend. The the park would never be extended because, in fact, um, you know, the park is close to uh, to um, to uh, what do you call them? Uh, to um, communal lands, mm. and those people mm -hmm. are that's 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 their land. The you know especially the Atosha, that would no, never be extended. It, we where it is would just, I think I think they have enough land. Uh, they have no reason or merits to extend it in the, the national park. But haven't we seen other parks where people are physically living inside the park? I mean, where where we've got uh, 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 maybe in the Kunini region. You know, mm. where there are people that are part of that ecosystem. It's not only just animals. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, one needs to find, uh, I tend to agree with you, one needs to find the, the balance mm. between, you know, humans and animals and yeah. how that all could fit together. Yeah. You know, and obviously safety. I mean, we can't just have, let's say, children running around there and the mm. next thing we've got lions eating children mm. and stuff like that. Let's just have a look at a couple of the comments. Amakali says, good morning. Natalie says, also, good morning, Kofi, and good morning, baby daddy. Morning, top fans and MMC family. Happy cake day, Norma Guth. Uh, more life blessing and good health, comma. May your day be blessed. That comes from Shora. Also, Mitch say, Prati van me, van wat sê jene? Natalie moet gesê, Natalie van me, baby daddy. No flag is at ek, of Easter. asking, Mitch, that cup though, how hot is your tea? He's just asking. 
Norma Guth says, Guten Morgen zusammen. Guten Morgen, Norma. Nice to have you with us on the show. Also, Vanessa says, Good morning, Shines. Good morning. Oh, Vanessa has it for you, Shinesy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got it. She's a friend of mine. Yeah. Mohausei, kapje maar net Yeah, it's because Steve Hoffmeyer is in town that Maluma took the day off. Yeah, we'll find out about that tomorrow, Mohau. Then uh, <coughs> Vanessa said, lost my verhouding eight. Lost that eight. Okay, um, Regina is saying they should harvest but sustainably. So what Regina is doing is basically agreeing kind of with myself and Giants um, and I think Mitch as well that, that we need to find a balance there. Uh, Sylvia says, more of my peeps, Aquapilla is nah, yeah, on us. Regina also says those worms are like relish to the Ovambo people. It is really important for them and a source of income too. Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, <coughs> Mohau says, Jelle plus sizes at Amal Jelle Manne secure for the winter. Yeah, no, we are perking up weight. Um, Mitch is still trying to lose his weight. He's, when, is your end, when is your target date? Uh, it's going to be in August. In August? Mm-hmm. I will uh, put you. We'll see, because we don't Wils- really see Wils- any development. Yes. We, are we seeing any progress? Not yet. <laughs> okay, okay. Queenie <laughs> says, seasonal delicacy, Mopani. Uh, is and they do fetch a good price in a supermarket and I know in southern Zimbabwe there is very much high demand of it and some parts of South Africa uh, served well with either dried or uh, served well either dried or fried how are they being prepared because I've never had, had that in dried or fried um, both ah. yeah it could be if, if they are fresh the first boil them and then after boiling them they actually dry them ah okay yeah so they are dried um they boil them actually and put salt i see and okay. then they dry them right and then they come and fry them later you know or keep them actually for a to you know for to 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 sort of um you know to keep them for a longer time without mm. without, without refrigerating them they, you just boil them okay keep them there then uh, Philemon is also saying, good morning, crew. Uh, Raymond Basson says, Namibian soldiers, please shine. They will run us a little network, bro. <laughs> yeah. And then Kini says, why not organize themselves as a cooperative and engage relevant authorities to put in place frameworks to harvest them in an organized manner that caters to the concerns of all concerned. They do not have longevity in lifespan, but can fetch a good seasonal income. But then, how, how wouldn't that be difficult? I understand what Trini is saying. Yeah, I also you know, could it. we put this into place that it's more structured? And, but the moment we do that, we are then excluding, I guess, certain people again, who feel that they also have a right. So uh, uh, it's can we? We can't really do a free for all thing, can we? I, I think I think I think what uh, what uh, what uh, what Trini is saying is that uh, you know maybe if they could, you know, organize themselves. <laughs> As a group, a community, a concerned community about this, um, you know, um, what is going on here, and then they approach the authorities. That listen, right? Is there any way that we can do this without actually <coughs> causing any damage to the park, mm-hmm. or without actually being in a sense of a threat to you guys or to the national, or, <coughs> you know, um, park, and in a way that we are also safe. Yes. But again, I understand that. But my question still is, that isn't leadership there to actually assess what is good for the people? Because government is it's people. Mm. I feel like leadership is also just relaxed. They are not really, 
you know, and, and they are not really paying attention to what really these people want and what they need. Yes. Not only what they want, but what they need. Some of these things are a need, coffee. They are right. not only a want. I it's a need. I think if uh, community leaders actually could come up and say, look, we are approaching the central government to relook at their policies, mm -hmm. and we do this and this. Without, we, we, we shouldn't wait for the general public to approach us with, with the changes they want. Because there's a reason why we have regional you know, um, community leaders, the councillors and all those. Those are the people that are closer to the community. They should observe but, but what those people need. You've also got to remember that the moment that they go into the park, they are not in that community anymore. They've left that community. They are now in a national park. So those leaders are now basically exempt. They are, they, they, uh, maybe they can, bring, they can bring it up to talk about it, but the moment that they leave that area, it doesn't become that le those leaders' responsibility. I don't know. Kofi, I think you're, you miss... Um, my point is misconstrued. What I'm saying is, right, <coughs> we don't care where they are from. We don't, what, we, what we care about is where they are going to. Mm -hmm. Let's say you have people from, from uh, Kakarara. Mm -hmm. You got people from, um, from Tsunkwe. Right. You got people from, um, um, for example, Tintabis. Mm -hmm. And all those people want to go harvest in, in Etosha. Right. Okay. What we're saying <coughs> here is that leadership from the people from you know from the communities in which those people reside are the ones to approach central government mm -hmm. I get you. but you say look these people are concerned they want to go harvest isn't is it isn't is there not a way that we can allow them to go there but why, why should the leaders safety? why should the leaders though you came to come fence off a place where people were freely Harvesting and freely hunting. No, no, no. So no. You fencing. Look, <coughs> Mitch, fencing. Fencing is a really uh, look. Fencing is a, is a is a crucial element, because if those areas were not fenced off, yeah, there would be a lot of people, you know, becoming priests to to uh, to the predators. We're not poaching for that. Okay, oh, but, oh, but oh, listen, oh, have you seen that when it wasn't uh, fenced off? Huh? Have you seen? Have you heard about a lot of people being uh, priests to the predators before those places were fenced off? No, well, surely we've had, no, no, we've had incidents. No, no, we have we had. We've Look, had Mitch, incidents. We have incidents, but was it was it like it happened daily? It happened what? It didn't. These people knew how to protect themselves, Mitch, how to stay away from that as well. You see, now so, we are staying away from the point that we are talking about because you see, we are we are we are not going back to the past, and uh, that's. It's uh, not about the past. Like you should have just let me finish. So I'm saying, if I come through, mm. and I fence of a place. Where you had your daily needs from, mm. where you used to feed your family from. Me, the person that is fencing off this place, mm. should find policies or ways for you to be able to still feed your family. That's what I mean. It shouldn't come from me that was already living there or from my leaders that were living there. The government should have been like, okay, guys, we know you guys have been living off this and making a, a, a earn, a earning money or earns meat from, from those Mupani worms and so on. So what we will do is for two weeks, we will gather everybody that wants to do this. We will bring in the NDF, like you said, and then you guys can do this from this time to this time. Let me it, try shouldn't to get be the, it shouldn't be the community leaders. Let me try to get your point. Are you concerned <coughs> about the harvest of the worms or hunting? No, the harvest about the, uh, the worms. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you're concerned about the harvest of the worms, when these people fenced off this area, 
nobody could predict the future, and nobody knew that there would be worms in that in that park. Mm. When they're friends of the area, they were protecting. Wonder the, the worms already. No, those things are seasonal. Sometimes, it's so seasonal. So some, look, sometimes they can be in this area. Some, next, this year they are in this area. area? Mm -hmm. Next year they can be in that area. It's just it, like it, the basis. It depends and on the, the raining. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the raining. So what I'm saying, when the fencing happened, Mitch, nobody was actually looking forward to Look, we are fencing off this area so that, that nobody can go and hunt or harvest mm. the worms in here. That mm -hmm. was not the purpose. The purpose of, of, of fencing off the area was to, to prevent poaching. And to protect the people that are surrounding this park mm -hmm. from, the, you know, the, from the, um, the purpose of the fencing was also to keep the animals inside the keep park, the, yeah, so that yeah. they don't stray out. I mean, yeah. we've had incidents for of safety, elephants no, no, for safety of both the inhabitants of those area and the safety of the animals. Yeah. Sure, it's a safety for just both. A, just like you said, let's not go back to the past. But now we're moving on, and we see that okay, this certain area is where this stuff are seasonally here. So why don't we make these provisions for the people? Because now we are seeing a lot of people coming in here and doing it illegally. Mm -hmm. And now we are going to be in trouble if somebody gets mauled there. So why don't we put in those policies? Why should it be the leaders? That's the only thing I'm asking. You came through and fenced it off. And I know it's the reason for poaching. The leaders are the ones that fenced it off. Mm -hmm. That's why it has to be the leaders. You see, that's why you don't understand, Mitch. I think you don't understand the structure of government, how it works. The reason why there are regional and community leaders. You said the community leaders. Community leaders can hmm. mean, you know, councillors and you know, oh regional governors. And th those are the people that are closer to government. And they are the ones, actually, they, 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 they are there to, you know, to, um, to provide reviews to central government. Mm -hmm. You understand? So you you don't mean uh, uh, like the the village no, leaders. No, I don't you mean, mean like the leaders, councilor man. of Chum Chumque. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm saying, then you should have just put it up. I'm saying like you know regional governors, councillors, and those are the people okay. that are providing reviews to central government. That look, okay. our people need this. You know, mm -hmm. those that's that's the, it's, it's the extension of government to the people. Do you understand my point? Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. No, I understand. Now, those leaders should come through uh, what the government said to get them, uh, exactly. bring up a policy for that. Exactly. And That's my point. Now you're mm. understanding me. Mm. When you get to the point of fancy weather and fancy it over, you lost me a little before. <laughs> Coffee, maybe we can get to Let's just get to a couple of the comments. <laughs> uh, Asino says, but the park is extended where people usually harvest the worms. I didn't realize that the Itasha Pan Park or the Itasha Park has been extended. Was it extended? Not as far as I know. Uh, maybe yeah, someone yeah. else knows. Not, Mitch, not, not may not baby daddy has shines as a belief. That comes from Natalie. I've, so Mitch, you've got your answer there. Oh. Willem Amukwaya says, let those people stand back. They have more than enough land in the north to build and cultivate, while some of us in the south have zero. Lotlo oppo yina. Raymond says, Mitch, drink eight, yo castello beaker eight. Lakes was a castello beaker. Yes, it does. Mohao says, happy blessed birthday, Norma. May you be soaked in God's blessings today and always. Happy birthday, Norma. We didn't even realize it was your birthday. So from the Morning Mix team, and I know from Neville as well, we will tell him tomorrow that it was your birthday today. So happy, happy birthday. Whose birthday is it? Norma, Girth. Oh. Then uh, uh, Mitch uh, Mutumba says, Mitch must just put down the cool drink and portion of chips. Eat clean and work out. Tangedi with a capital T says, Willem says, if people from there can get green light to enter the national park to get uh, to gather to gather food, then others in the regions can also just do the same. 
Mtumba also says, shines those regional leaders are brain dead. They have been brain dead for years. They must first consult the national government before they do anything. They were debating in parliament to give local authorities power. Um, then Mohau says, data is work Gaza susak wat ons kan bespreek. Robust Blossom says shines and the uh, Zellikotze says next topic we are hammering too much on the topic of worms. Willem says please, probably please let's get to the next topic. Uh, Mutumba says Mitch if we allowed that the entire wildlife would have been poached, the white rhino would have been gone, extent cause the local chieftains would have been bribed by international criminal groups. Look sure. at the drama in the Kruger National Park. Sure, sure. Mohau says also a whole 40 minutes. Okay, so we agree with you, our viewers and listeners. The topic of the worms Let's is dead. We have on. to move on. What are we talking about? Well, um, I'd like to maybe, if we can, if we may, right. uh, we've got some people that have been in Dubai <laughs> for a big show. They've been artists that have been... Lead me not in, into temptation, Kofi. In, in, in Dubai. I know Gaza was in Dubai. I know Ease was also there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we've had a couple of politicians, a of politicians. there. Um, all, all in the purpose of hopefully attracting foreign investment. Yeah, even though it raised a few eyebrows because, Kofi, if you looked at a video and uh, the presentation that was made by, of course, His, His Excellency and both the Minister of Finance, mm -hmm. um, you could tell that most of the of the audience are Namibians this now uh, of course as an oral thinker that I am mm -hmm. and, um, and, an, uh, and an analyst I was sitting there all thinking to myself wait a minute we went there to uh, to speak to investors and attract investors and most probably sell the opportunities the land of the brave has this um, and it turns out that the opportunities that we were selling out or that we were advertising or have landed into the ears of the Namibians. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait a minute. I, uh, we, we, we got to Dubai to speak to Namibians. Or, or, or maybe the camera person didn't really show much of the uh, uh, people in Dubai, or the, the you know, the residents of Dubai, or maybe mm -hmm. the potential investor. Because you see, I was I was really really concerned, Kofi, and I was like, no, wait wait a minute, this this, this is something is not really right here. And the, a lot of Namibians went there. Yes. It looks like it was just a bride. You know, out, uh, Namibians having a bride in the, Dubai. The, 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 with all of this, look, I I, I totally agree that. Um, our political leaders should go out into the world and, you know, offer what Namibia has to offer for the benefit yeah. of Namibians yeah. and, and Namibia as a country. We've got natural resources, you know, these are things that we can talk about yeah. in terms of benefit. But do we have to really always go with this huge entourage of people? And let me tell you something. I, I, I'm sure it's not a foreign nation that has paid for us to go there. I think it's our tax money that, that has gone towards it should, that. It should, it definitely should be. And, um, you know, if we were taken, it was a whole expo. Yes. And the whole expo needed a whole, you know, organizing committee. Yes. And, um, you know, there was a budget set, set aside, of course, by the organizers. 
And who are the organizers? Namibian government or the NDP, mm. uh, what is the new company? Nangula um, Wanchi's company. Um, mm. They were the organizing. And, and it's of course, it's also one of the um, SOEs. Right. Um, and you have, you booked artists to go and perform. You pay for their logistics from here to there. And of course, they are performance fee, which sure. I don't really have a problem, you know? No, no, My no, only it, issue is that you went there to speak to the people that you came with. Because literally, they they made up 90% of the crowd. Yes. Mitch, what's um, your take on I have this? another angle on that. Um, uh, I think when we go out, when we go out to, to, to showcase Namibia, showcase Namibia, Namibia music, everything to, to the world, not just to say Dubai. I've always wondered, why is it always the same artist that we book? Why do we Do you always, mean Gaza now? Yeah, we always book this, this artist, and then we wonder how we cannot get Namibian music out to the world or the Namibian sound out to the world. But we have been doing the same thing over and over again. And I always had a problem with that. I know mm. we're going to always settle around the, the ministers eating, the ministers, that, that's always a problem at every event. And I don't mm. know how we will ever fix it. Because I believe when you're in a certain position, you kind of get certain perks. So like if you're a CEO, I mean, do, do if you're a CEO, if I don't know why pro people have a problem with ministers going out there and eating fancy or sleeping in a uh, $1,000 hotel, where do you want them to sleep? No, but why do we have to take so many? <coughs> we could have just sent two or maybe one. And, and why and, do and we let have them to stay where? Why do we have to? Yeah, but why do we have to send like 20 of Look, them? I, I don't really have a problem with ministers eating whatever they have to eat. You know, my issue is when do we actually, you know, get to a point of realization that, hey, listen, we are using the states you know money Fund. and that we should use it sparingly and in a way that we are not explicitly making it to the people that hey we went there to have a good time but we went there to work okay that's just point number one okay, number two okay. number two them. mitch the the thing of like you know <laughs> why all of the same artists i'm not really concerned about that you know, because every organizer had the right to choose whoever they want. If they are choosing the same person... Was government organizer who? I, I, I don't really care, you know, unless, unless we establish who the organizer was. Okay. But if, until we establish who the organizer was, that's really, I'm not concerned about mm. why they took their certain artist. Um, because I'm not really, I'm not concerned about it. Even you, when you have a show, you choose who you want to work yeah, I'll, with I'll, you, based on your experience, based on what they have, if their brand really is in reflection with what you want. I'm not concerned about that. Yeah. My concern is just that. But we'll talk about it. Let's just finish uh, the minister stuff quickly. Okay, my concern mm. is this, right? Uh, could it be that we took a lot of Namibians to sell the Namibian culture out there? Hmm. Or could it be that we took a lot of Namibians out there because we wanted to actually, when we go there, we have our own vibe. And even if nobody's listening, we still feel like, hey, we have a crowd. And then also, I'd like to know how successful was it? How, how successful much, was it? How much 
foreign income are we now getting? How much foreign investment are we getting from this exercise? Yeah. And has it really been equitable to do all of this? How many, how many, how many um, business personnel were invited to this? This. The potential investors. Those are the things that I'm really concerned. I'm, I'm not oh. concerned about the petty issues that who went from there, who went. I don't care uh, about who just, went. Maybe <coughs> we just sold another 20 or 50 elephants to them. Okay, so you're concerned about that, uh, that people, the videos you probably saw, just showcase people having fun and just Namibians are not, uh, and not, and not showing the residents of Dubai and probably potential investors. So you wanted more v videos of probably our ministers having a sit down talking about our green, scre uh, green scheme projects to some potential investors and so on. And just because you, because, because you didn't see those videos, you feel like probably didn't happen. Look, it's, it's, I cannot speak for what I don't know. I'm only speaking for what I know. And this reason why the whole event was live stream is to give feedback to the Namibians. And mm. we only know what you have showed us. So if you don't show us something, we make assumptions. Sure. And where there is no answer, we create our own. Yes. So, so, so what we are saying is, right, the onus is on government to show us that, look, what we want to do there is this. Maybe they have a report that coming later. I don't know. You know but what we're saying is, is, right, the nation was left with no answers as to, you know, what really transpired thereafter, you know. Because all we saw is just video people having a good time. That's why I, I, I assumed, I say, could it be the fact that we went there to sell the Namibian culture that, hey, listen, this is how we are in Namibia. This is our vibe. This is our vibe. Mm -hmm. If you come there, this is how we welcome us. You know, or we mm. went there to sell the opportunities that the Namibian um, land has to the potential investors. Yeah. And before you go on, I just want to get something clear. Right. So are these type of meetings that you're talking about that you wanted us to see as Namibians usually broadcast like in the last expo i don't well, remember seeing our uh, 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 minister probably mm -hmm. just talking there on the podium about what was uh, our green screen uh, um, the dubai expo yeah he's, he wasn't talking about any opportunities we have okay. they're just being Namibia is a good country to invest in and would like to talk they don't really get into those meetings like so Yo, you say here's this land here's this what it's i don't the think that, Brook. They're, yeah, they, they are not they're they not just keep it them or so i think the, the the whole thing was just to be like yo selling the Namibian culture because that's what i've been seeing because uh, I'm, in all these uh, uh expos mm -hmm. that we have done it was always about the Namibian culture it was about the Namibian uh, 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 tribal dresses and all that, that's what they were selling. I've never seen in any time, and you can correct me, that we had a section where our minister goes up there and be like, selling our country or the opportunities. Yeah, not only that, and then are politicians really good salespeople? Inherently, I would say no. They are, they are controllers, regulators, politicians, you know, administrators, that kind of stuff. If we have this kind of thing and we want to go to an international expo to sell Namibia, then we should be taking our sales experts that we have in mm -hmm. this country and send them over. Not, not don't, ceremonials. Don't, don't send over politicians and yeah. singers and artists. Because those are ceremonial individuals. Yes. Those are, hmm. That's where I can yes. say shines. I understand 
you having a problem probably with oh our ministers having a good time eating what but look, we Mitch, I don't there have, I can understand it you, because do you look, do you we see, didn't go I yeah. think you misquoted I don't have a problem with ministers sleeping in fancy hotels whenever they have to do yeah, we'll, we'll deal and, with that now. for as long as they go out there to fulfill their assignments I don't mm. have a problem look mm. he's a minister I'm not expecting my ministers to slip in a in a B&B yeah. somewhere in, yeah. in Kumasdal First of all, is their but safety. I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with it. Just the, execute what they have to do there. Let, let me tell you where I, I also wouldn't have a problem with it. If yeah. the country was prosper, prosperous, yeah, it was if prosperous. the country didn't have a housing problem, yeah. if the country didn't have a hunger problem, you know, if the country didn't have a, a criminal or a corruption problem, but we in Namibia have all these problems, and then we continue to send these politicians who are... Uh, shall we say incompetent? Okay, on a jolly patrolli over to Dubai, eating out of golden plates with golden spoons and forks and knives. <laughs> because did you see on social media the the comparison between that that meal that that they were eating in comparison to the meal that was given out at the independence celebrations yeah. in Swakopmund? Yeah, you know that 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 picture also did. Uh, the rounds on social media. Yeah. So, but it's just a narrative I, that I, they're I, trying to drive. I agree so, with you that we wouldn't have a problem we wouldn't if have a problem. they would have been successful politicians and if they would have been if our Namibia would have been more prosperous my point Galvi you got it exactly and I'm just saying that we don't have a problem with them of course Dubai you know is um, is, a, is expensive a, not only expensive you know they went there to showcase the good lifestyle of Namibia we were not expecting them to go eat hot dogs come on they were in Dubai mm. you know of course, I mean, you can't be eating hot dogs and telling people, hey, you know, maybe come to Namibia, we have a good life there, and you're eating hot dogs. Of course, they should match the standard that you're selling. Yeah. But what we are seeing in the one picture and what we're experiencing on the other. On the other is, is a different one. And that's what the problem is, because yes. there is no... Mm. Let's just go stuff. through a couple <laughs> of, <laughs> the, <laughs> of the comments. Jürgen Geisep says, No, Jürgen, we have stepped off the worm topic. Estimish says, um, hi, you all. Happy birthday, Norma. Enjoy your day. Tangini with a capital T says, shines near the cause Gaza and ease were invited. Um, I'm sure they were invited, Tangini, but at a fee. Uh, Mitchell, uh, Mutumba says, offering up our green schemes and telling investors they're allowed to take capital back to wherever they come from. Um, then Mohao says, okay, Mutumba, we know it's your sphere of influence, but can we talk about something else, Toch? Willem says, calculate all the SNT allowances on those comrades. Mutashio says, morning, Moro. Mutumba says, Mohausi Boli, it's what they were offering. Aha. Kini Inglovo says, but from my understanding, most green schemes are along the, are along something. I don't get it there quite. Kini. Tangeni with a capital T says, the whole exposure botch. Dubai is smart, inviting countries to come and spend money and boost their economy in return. Precisely. Mm -hmm. Agree with you, Tangini. No, that's, that's one way. Vanessa Guibeb says the government should release a report on what was done at the expo. Tini says, Kabango. <coughs> Thus, water is not an issue, but rather cost of energy. Markets are there via the country's short, uh, horticulture marketing scheme. Then what is lacking from local ownership is capacity. The frameworks are in place from a strategic point of view. Is it not? Clotilda says, Guten Morgen, ihr Lieben. The Expo is not even an issue in Germany. I haven't seen it on any official platform. 
this Namibian government is freaking the hell out of me. Um, up my heritage. Willem says, yes. How well did they perform to attract investors? That is, that is what we're saying, Willem. How, how well did they do? Because if they obviously didn't do well, mm. then we've sent the wrong people. Yeah. So um, he says, how well did they perform to attract investors as they took all the ministers as they attempt to sell our country? They should give a full report on what came back with uh, our nation needs answers. Hello, a stout groot mense. Mutuma says they could have set, sent me at half the price. Yes, I agree. Cut the, cut the we cost. could have probably sent more uh, 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 um, competent people at definitely half the price. Uh, um, and Curtis says, morning guys, I think it's unfair to judge the entire trip based on a few videos we've seen. The best way to go about it will be to invite one or two of the guys that traveled uh, uh, to give an accurate debrief of what happens there. As far as I'm concerned, most conferences and expos have one main opening session with keynote speakers, etc. What we would see on TV, and this is usually followed by many working sessions, what we never see on TV. We'll probably just at a stall. Mm. Mohal says, indeed, Kofi, their presence and the expenses around Dubai does not in any way make Namibia better. Raymond Basson says, it's true, Mitch, you can see South Africa tourist industries being promoted all over the world. Uh, uh, we are not promoting Namibia enough. They I agree with, Raymond. We are not Very promoting much. Namibia enough in, mm. term, or in terms of tourism and hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, we've had COVID. And <laughs> do, do you know that, that I read in one of the, the, the locals this morning, there have um, been 15,000 retrenchments during the COVID period, yeah, the just in the tourism and hospitality <laughs> alone. Um, Willem says, preach, Mitch, preach. Um, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, Vanessa says, these politicians just look for any and every opportunity to chop SNT money. Uh, Mutumba says, PLO, Lumumba once said, power corrupts, especially in public office, because public office holders think, um, uh, public office holders think they are demigods and forget as to why they hold those offices and titles. Mm -hmm. Hendrina says, good morning. Then he says, do you all realize that this expo has been ongoing for eight months? I remember Mm -hmm. I I read something like that, because there was a time when their... Um, CEO Ms. Nangulawanja went to Dubai mm. some months ago and she's been talking about his expo. Yes. I, don't, I don't know if he's been going now or they've just been planning it for it. Mitch says no problems with ministers sleeping in bed and breakfast. I see ministers here cycling to work, the king not having a huge team around him, him as a winter sports lover given the nation is good at uh, uh, him as a winter sports lover given the nation is good at it he attend those events greet the winners i want to see leaders who cares for every small things the nation does the country is its people without uh, the people it won't function and then tangeni with a capital c saying money making scheme by dubai and with that i think we at the end of this particular topic Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've uh, basically let's, spoke let's about the worms and we've clobbered this whole yeah. thing to, to bits and pieces. It, it, there's a very interesting story in one of our dailies. Right. Uh, it said the Namibian police arrested four uh, police officers with regards to the theft of firearms from the Nampol Central Depot last Friday. 
two of the arrested officers carried uh, the ranks of inspector, while the other two uh, <coughs> warrant officers who, who were all working at the central depot. They, are, uh, they expected to appear in the Kadutra uh, magistrate uh, today. So, we've so got our some, of, some of the items were also recovered, as we see. But are we surprised? What items were those? Are we surprised? Firearms. Uh, uh, firearms. So we've got so our own police, mm. senior officers in the police. We've got inspectors and warrant officers mm. stealing weapons at the weapons depot mm. of the police. How fantastic. How, how easy that is, is amazing. it for, for you as a Namibian to get a gun on, on, on the street? What do you think about like how easy it will it be if our police officers are the ones killing this? Who do they sell it to or what, for what do they keep illegally? Yeah. I think it's pretty easy to get a gun illegally in Namibia. Very easy. Very easy. Um, it just depends look, on the price. Know, I, and why would they be stealing it even? Like, I'm, all, I'm always mesmerized when people get surprised, actually, when police officers are involved in um, crime activities. You know? Those people are human. And when you're a human that you like ethics, mm. regardless of whether you are the president or you are the police officer, you are the judge, he will steal. Just because they are police officers, it doesn't mean that they won't do any crime. I'm not even surprised because these things happen a lot, just that most of them are never brought to light. Uh, but I think uh, if, you, if you hold a certain kind of position in society, you need to have w ethics. Yeah, and when you do stuff like that, you're opening the floodgates. That's why only certain type of people should hold this position. This. That's why I think we shouldn't have people that we know are going to act this way, that we know, uh, 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 we know most of the police officers or, or even our ministers and what. We've lived with these people in the streets. We've lived with them in the suburbs. We know what type of person this is. But yet we'll still vote them in because we just know these people. Yeah, but for example, now the police officers are not—they are not even, you know, recruited based on, 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 on ethics or whatever. I, anybody that applies, do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's—it's it's really just up to you to have ethics that listen, man. No, I cannot do this. And you know, when you have respect for what you're doing in the office that you're sitting, you wouldn't do that. But I'm not surprised that this happened to our police officers. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just say, look, they must just go and pay for the prices. They must just go and you know be held accountable for the crime that they have done. Yeah. We we are we so send a message out there that listen, you know, for we ever any other police officer out there that are still planning to do the same thing or maybe have done the same thing. Look, we call them out. The the thing is this. Please don't tell me that these police officers basically stole these weapons for their own use no they didn't. stole them to sell, sell them, them off because they have you know they have clients exactly so it's a supply and demand basis mm. yeah it's 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 a continuous crime on crime thing yeah the stealing of of, of the stuff is a crime it's a crime then smuggling the stuff is a crime, is a crime. selling it selling off it illegally is a crime. crime so it's like just you know we've got police officers that are just involved in a whole string of crimes uh in the past uh five to six years, we have seen a trend of robberies uh, from the cash in transit. And it has been, it has been growing now. We, we never knew this stuff in Namibia. 
would see this in South African movies and we'd be like, ah, in Namibia, ah, you will die. Ah, you will never try it. You'll never try it. Now, one that happened was back then in the early 20s. Mm. Those guys are still in jail till now, I know. And then one happened in Lutritz, and then one happened somewhere here at Westline. And oh, then yeah, yeah, that one, Westline. Yeah. And then one happened in uh, uh, in Katutura, just uh, by uh, uh, Tamarafir. So this is how these guys are getting their supply. Yep. Because one of the things uh, I, I believe why our criminals never tried that, uh, but usually used to do breakings into big shops, uh, shopping centers like spa and all that is because they don't have the firepower that our police have. Mm. So now if, if, if you can have a AK-47 to stand against the police officers, wouldn't you want to do that? Mm. Wouldn't you want to do that? If you have a palm action to stand against, three, four palm actions, wouldn't you want to do that? Wouldn't well, you think that you stand a chance? The reason why mm -hmm. we are failing to stop crime is because the people that are fighting crime are the ones that are the, at, you know, undercoverly fueling crime. You got somebody who has so much connection that even when it happened, even when, when they were, you know, uh, apprehended or anything of that sort, they have their backups. It may, sometimes it doesn't even get any further. You send somebody to a, to, you know, a police officer to a, to a crime scene and he goes to his homie, the person that he sold that gun to, what he's going to do first? Oh, well, the guys fled the scene. We haven't seen them. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what's happened. Look, guys, we've got the Arms and Ammunition Act 7 of 1996. Mm -hmm. So it has been revised, this Arms and Ammunition Act post-independence. Mm -hmm. And it is a 22-pager, and I've kind of briefly gone through it. And I must say they cover quite a lot of okay. events. But now looking, let's look at this, this last news item that we had, where a 42-year-old Namibian woman and her 23-year-old Zambian boyfriend are fighting for their lives after a jilted ex-lover opened fire on them at their residence in Katema Mulilo in the Zambezi yeah. region. So this ex-lover of hers traveled from Kwena to Lisikili. I'm not too sure maybe if our Zambezi friends that are currently watching can tell us how far is Kwena to uh, Lisikili, because I can imagine that that can be quite a, quite a, quite a distance. He went there with a gun and shot her in the thigh and him in the arm, and they are in critical condition at the moment in the Katimamulilo Hospital. So I'd like to know, do you, just by pure speculation, and it's speculation, do you think this gun that this guy used is illegal? Is legal or is Most illegal? of the times, uh, I don't think they're legal and are used. Yes. Uh, it's probably somebody else's or friends or what, what, what. Right. This person just takes it. Oh, they buy it from the street. Oh, the, it, that gun at some stage was registered. At some stage, stage that, yeah. that gun had a registration number on it. Mm -hmm. And then for some other reason, that gun then either got lost or got stolen or whatever the case. And now that gun ends mm -hmm. up in this guy's hands. Mm -hmm. And now we've got two people lying in hospital in a critical condition. You know, yeah. and, and a funny, funny, funny story that I've always had in my mind is I've always felt like governments, in, and I'm not just talking about our government, but governments, and I'm saying literally... Uh, kind of drives crime. You know, we had stories about uh, uh, the American government pushing in drugs mm -hmm. uh, in the black community and so on. We had stories about uh, some governments supplying guns into, into streets so there can be a street war because they're gangs. So I was like, 
I was always thinking that this is always happening in all the countries so these guys can have a job. So they can right. have something to talk so about. In other so words, let's so create crime so that we can justify the police. And that's what I've been always feeling like. Why? And we, we had stories that we have senators uh, in, in from Chicago saying that um, they have pushed in a lot of uh, uh, firearms between gangs to hype up the violence. And that's, you can do nothing about it. You can, right, what but can I you mean, do? Then why do don't, nothing about Why don't we just, just get... To, to, why, why do we have to have this very complicated Arms and Ammunition Act of 1996, which I think, by the way, is a brilliant act. Um, it's a 22-pager. It covers basically all the details. Why then have all of this together with our police inspectors stealing guns out of depots to resell at some stage, mm -hmm. whilst over weekends we've got jealous boyfriends shooting their ex-lovers and their new boyfriends, and, you know, um, we have armed robberies, we've got old people being attacked, um, you know, being cut and shot and you name it, whatever it is. Uh, shouldn't we then rather just, you know, Remove relax no not remove the act but just make it very very general like the americans have it mm. and start selling guns at supermarkets because then at least we are creating economy uh, but then we will be shooting each other everybody will oh, well, want to uh, everybody will be trigger happy like in america everybody is trigger but, happy but then the police has got a job Fantastic, isn't it? If, if if that's if that's if that's the way, if we're saying that we are creating jobs for the police, then we might just you know as well just let everybody have access to a gun. Yeah, yeah. but why shouldn't everybody you know? of legal age have yeah. access to a gun for the self-defense? Yeah, yeah, but look at this: if the police are working with the criminals, because we know these guns, the police that stole it, they are not using it for their own like personal use. It's probably going to a criminal that's gonna rob me for profiteering. Yeah, so why don't like why don't we relax the gun laws and we all have it? And one thing I've always never understood, you know, is that the police has this regulations and laws of confiscating things mm -hmm. and most of the thing most of the things when are confiscated they are stored somewhere and they are never given back to these people i asked the commissioner um Basson when he was here one day i said what happens to those things there was never an answer right in most cases some of these materials it's either they are stolen by the police officers and be sold back to the community mm -hmm. You've got to remember, all these weapons are lying at the weapons depot. Yeah. So if they're not giving back, given back, mm. or th then the police has to deal with these firearms okay. in some way or other. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm, I'm just thinking out loud, they should be destroyed. Those weapons should be, should destroyed. be destroyed. But I mean, they probably end up at auction. Or being sold back in the street again. Or being stolen and sold back, yeah, illegally. illegally. That, but I mean, let's look at a legal process just just for a brief moment. Yeah, they should then either be given back mm. if it's a legal yeah. weapon to its legal owner, mm. right? Or that weapon, if it's if it's just basically lying there and cannot be returned to its legal owner, that it weapon should destroyed. actually be destroyed. Or that weapon should be sold maybe at auction to gun dealers. 
who can then go and resell it. In other words, we yeah. then create an economy again. Yeah. You know, um, th th those would be the options. Obviously, yeah. the last option of stealing. And those, them and those are some good options for really. Yeah. And how many times options. have we have staff lost uh, in, that are in the hands of police, like staff? We hear that uh, some trucks were lost, and mm -hmm. it was in the, in the hands of some firearms that were co uh, that were taken from the f uh, uh, from the thieves is lost. How many times has that happened, and we did not hold uh, uh, the Namibian police units accountable for it? Yes. We did not demand as a people. We want to know where this how uh, uh, this much of that trucks went that you told us about that you uh, took from. Uh, the we, criminals. We need to have the evidence that you destroyed those drugs. Yeah. And do we have a policy that they they probably put out after like, okay, we got this much uh, drugs from the criminals and well, we have destroyed it. This is the report. This is the proof. Let's say even something a, is just a, not we adding up. a weapon. Yeah. A weapon or a drug that has been confiscated by the police needs to be kept as evidence for quite some time. Yeah. But if the legal system now just, you know, literally takes years and years and years and years to, you know, eventually sort these cases out, these weapons and these drugs are just lying in depots. Mm. They then get misadministrated. They don't get looked after the right way. They get misadministrated. Perhaps they're not being you know, signed in, for, yeah. you know, then the next thing, there are other people that have got access to those things. They then go and remove them. Then it becomes a problem again because that evidence is then not available in court. It's, it's just an ongoing it's an on, it's, it's a disaster. Problem. Because when, for example, you know, um, so something confiscated 15 years ago has been there. And there's this police officer who has been there for a long time is this, this thing has been there i think nobody really knows more no, about yeah. it anymore mm. Mm. i remove it mm. and then most probably they've been doing this because the question is always how long have they been doing this before they are caught this yeah yes that's, yeah, that's a very issue. good question very good question let's just have a look at but a couple of mm. the comments also Willem amukwai says or did they go withdraw the money from the fish rot accounts just asking he's still <laughs> referring to the expo then he says rather five months not uh, 8 October 2021, ending March 2022. Mutuma says, the question is, hello, how long has this been happening? It's a problem in SA. Then he says, that's how cash heist goons get their weapon supply, high-grade military and police service rifles. Uh, when such happens, SA is a case study. Uh, Mutumba says, Thini Lovo, very true. Samuel Hendricks says, morning crew, Dubai in a good space of time, build Dubai with its resources. After 32 years, Namibia is in debt. While we have resources, why is Dubai not looking for investors? We are running around for investors just to chop the money. Just thinking. Mitch says, Mitch, take fish rot. It should have taught you that ethics get overpowered by greed. People are selfish. Mutumba says, we must ask for a gun audit to be done on the mm -hmm. army and the police officers. Absolutely, Mutumba. 100% correct. Mitch, it is not the first time that guns being stolen from police depots, and this is the first time that we catch the culprits, and it's always an inside job. Who's the people? Who's in charge of the depots? It's the police. Jürgen Geisep says, shot in arm and thigh. Now they are in critical condition. I want to see that gun. Must be a omashasho. What is a omashasho? It's a rifle. Is that what it's called? Must be. A, 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 you, you mean a, a long, shotgun. a long, a long? It's a shotgun. Is it a shotgun? Mm. Okay. Willem Amukwaya says ministers in council and 
ministers and councillors also commit corruption, it will be very easy for a police officer to do the same if they have easy access to guns. Raymond Bonson says, Wintuk is fraught van onwettige guns. Estimich says, cops, when they are bad, they support each other. Bro codes, yes, yes, we know that. They, can, they, they are as thick as thieves, one would say, Estimich. They can still... Uh, they can still and get away with it. Do you honestly think all the drugs trafficking recovered? It's like um, having an abusive man, but he's a cop reporting him at, at times does not help. Have seen many cases that they cover their own and forget to serve and protect. Robert Blossom is saying it's a cycle. It sure gets back to the community. Maxwell Chiero says, imagine going to pick and pay to buy a gun. Then the shop workers point a gun at you because you've mixed up the goods on the shelves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Estimich says, my dear, guns can hit those areas yet touch other sensitive parts plus every part that has uh, nerves can cause critical conditions. Robust Blossom says, I would never, never want to have a gun on my own. Yeah, that is um, also a way of looking at it. Do you have a gun? Me? No, no, no. Chines, do you have a gun? Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Shines is two. Like so you're this dude. Pa, 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 yeah. pa, pa, my, 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 Stop no, before I, I, I shoot. I only, I only, mostly I only use, I only actually pick them in a car when I'm going to the farm. Especially ah. when I'm driving alone at night and I put one here at the back seat. So you, you, you're a guy that feels unsafe. Look, no. guns are for safety. I don't know what, because we use them for, you know, for fights, but they are for safety. There are safety, safety from what? From, from anything that is right. trying to overpower you. Now, if you look at the Arms and Ammunition Act, Act 7 of 1996, there are various reasons as to why you are allowed to own a gun. Yeah. One is for self-defense. One is for hunting. Yeah. Okay? And the other one would be for, you know, competition shoots as a sport. Right. Yeah. But you can also own a gun as a collector. Yeah. If you've got a collector's license, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then you can own, own guns as a well. multiple amount of guns. Yeah. But uh, but can I say we all know that guns were not created to protect yourself. They were created to conquer countries and to really kill people. They were not guns were guns no. were created yeah. to to to, to uh, for war for war like okay. to conquer other countries. But you much can have more guns easier. for other reasons too. Yeah, but I'm saying the main reason it was is yes. to be more powerful than somebody you. Are Where invading. did we find that reason from? How were guns created? No, no, I'm just <laughs> saying. That came from cannons. I'm just saying. From the, uh, from the cannon where, powder where to. Where did we find that reason from? Uh, that's what the Europeans used to do to us, isn't it? And we just assumed. and we didn't have guns. But in the old it? days, we only had swords. So did we, did did and did pipes. somebody did so somebody and then, and then, say and then, and then I will have say, a gun? And then are we going to say that sword were created to actually just stab? A sword was also created for that. Probably no. a bow and arrow is one weapon that I'll say was created to hunt. Multi-purpose. Some of those things have multi -purpose. But I'm just saying, but a bow and arrow, what we know it about is like hunt. Yeah, no, But yeah, not course. a sword. sword but now, like Mitch, I want to ask you something. Behead people and all that. I tell you, you, you know these guys that are standing on the street selling stuff? I know they get it, they get it from the Chinese and then they mm. go and they say. So we have to go and uh, uh, comply with this quite complicated and serious Arms and Ammunition Act 7 of 1996. But when you get out your car at, let's say, Vormanabrock in Olympia, a guy approaches you with a knife like this, 
that mm -hmm. you can go and buy from him. Mm -hmm. mm. But to own a gun, you need to have a license or you can go and just easily get yeah. it off the street illegally. Mm. Whilst we are taking our family shopping, I can go uh, buy a, a massive knife. Mm -hmm. I tell you, it'll literally stab through you if mm. I were to sit here and just mm. do that. And, and that is okay. The, the, the police doesn't take that guy off the street. Mm -hmm. But we have seen Come more. On. But we've in Namibia we've seen more knife crimes than gun crimes. Like Ooh, I more knife, like from okapis to bankers to, to everything. Please. But my my whole reason is this: that let's just be honest. Why why don't we? Why wouldn't all the countries just decide we won't have weapons anymore? How? Like why don't they just like why wouldn't they just sit down and say we won't? Everybody must just destroy all their weapons. That's the way we know nobody will invade anybody else or whatsoever. They yeah, won't do it because war is money. War is money. Yeah, even, even and having that. a gun is either it's 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 not always for defense. It's not always for defense. It's also for if somebody disagrees with you and you want to bring your point across, like we've seen just now. You can invade that person, or you can hurt that person. Yes, but that would be a no, crime. See, we are not. We are not actually talking good. about. Okay, I think Mitch is driving the, 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 the owning of guns politically. We are. We here. We are concerned about, you know, as civilians. All right. Why would you have a gun, as a human? Why would we're not saying why should countries have guns? We, we we're not really concerned about that for now. That is something out of our reach, and we don't really care about it. But I'm saying for somebody to have a gun, it's not only to, to kill people. Sure. It's not. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can have a gun. My dad had a lot of guns, and he died without killing anybody. Mm -hmm. Not even shoot any person. Not even like to th you know, threaten anybody with a gun. If, like, if you ask somebody, listen, why do you have a gun? You say, no, I'm scared of snakes. Or was he put, put in a position to? No. That's what I'm saying. If either, whether, look. I was put in a position a lot of time. I was, I was, I was, look, I was in a road rage, a really terrible one. Right. But I had my gun here with me. Mm -hmm. This guy, because he is a, you know, he is a Land Cruiser, he's a bigger car, so this guy decided to drive in front of me. Just because what happened, I turned in first. Then he felt like he was supposed to go first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then he came to my lane. Then he stopped in front of me so that I could, I don't know what it probably made me, made me to hit my car to hit on his car, and then I drove aside, then I went. And then again, the next traffic lights, this guy comes and rolls his window. And then he points me a middle finger. Mm -hmm. and, then he, and then he drives like this. Then you know what I did? I turned around and drove back. This guy followed me until to the service station. Right. Then he said, yeah, why are you driving? I'm like, dude, I just drove what I needed to do. And of course my car is faster than me. I just, I just, I, you know, it's a Mercedes. I pulled over faster than you because yours is a, you know, it's a pickup, it's a, it's a Land Cruiser. And I went, because I knew you, there's no way you're gonna catch me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I was supposed to, you know, so I, th I, th I thought it was unnecessary. I was triggered. You know, yeah, even you, to a point where my car was. No, look, no, look, look, that. I'm just saying, even to a point where my car was scratched. Do you know how a lot of people pull out guns and shoot your tire? Mm. No, but why? That's not but somebody you know didn't did. pull out a gun to you. Because you why never had a person? look. You never had a gun before. You know what a gun makes you feel. That's why. When you have a gun, yeah. you feel like you are in now charge. Getting, now yes. we getting so there. When you are in a now gun, we and you don't there. have self control. You feel like you are you are dictating a situation, and of mm. course you can. That's why even by law they say when you have a gun, so it's a gun you for safety. You can dictate how the situation will end. 
It's so really is it for safety, is it, actually? It's is, not. It's for safety. Is it also, no. is it also that people that are wearing guns will more easily pull the gun? Will pull the gun. You, just you become trigger happy when you have a gun. You just need to know when to use your gun. We, look, a lot of people there would have walked away from that situation if they didn't have a gun. Right. That's what I mean. And and that's that's where I come through with like look, if you have a gun and it, it's at your house and somebody breaks into your house, you are allowed to protect your family by all means. Exactly. All means. If you are at a bar, you have an argument with a guy and a guy pulls a gun on you, you have you know, those are situations that you're put into that. But now you you have a guy that's arguing with you, wants to fight with you like with the fist and now you have a gun and you want to delete this guy. That's why we're saying that, right? You just know, you just need to know when to use. Self-awareness is important. Mm. Yeah. If you know that you are the well, type of person that, you know, easily you can pull out. Because, you see, a gun is not something that you just pull out to, 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 to threaten people. Oh, they do. No. Ah. When you pull out the gun, use it. Yeah. And, and this is, this is uh, can, I just, can we go through processes before people get guns and licensed guns? Probably some screening to be done, a lot of background check. You know, mm. people have to go for anger management but, classes but, but and all that. Yeah, but then, then, then it, you would only attract the, 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 the good gun owners into that process. Because the bad gun owner will just get one from the street illegally. You understand? So it, you wouldn't get a bad gun owner going through this entire process just for him to get a gun. However, Trini says necessity, in other words, fear, drives uh, uh, necessity. In other words, fear drives one to own one, depending on where you are not domiciled uh, or where you are domiciled. Other places you are not even safe at home, let alone <coughs> in your car office. Yep. Mutumba says, Mitch, guns don't kill people. People kill people. That's Very correct. important. Redness, Chicago says, Trini, do you own a gun? Maxwell says, there's a non-lethal gun sold here in Vintuk called the Burner. It costs like $5,000. The good thing is that it doesn't kill because the bullets don't penetrate. Special bullets that heat you very, very hard and immediately pop and release a fluid like pepper spray to irritate the person you shot. Yes, I'm, Maxwell, we know about those guns. We also know about these, um, uh, uh, let's say, fake guns, or uh, even what do you call them, these BB guns. Yeah, BB guns. Um, and they look like the real thing. Even the, even the weight, they're and heavy. Exactly. Yeah. And if you pull that gun, the other person who maybe also has a gun... He'll shoot you. He'll shoot you because yeah. he doesn't realize that that mm. is a BB gun or yep. just a lookalike. Yeah. Trini says, easy to own one legally, but very difficult to use one legally. As current regulations stand, use of a gun legally yeah. is very strict. It's very strict to mm. us too, man. Yes, so we still know about that one lady that uh, shot that, um, that, that, uh, um, those people that assaulted her. And uh, subsequently, she didn't get any bail either. Raymond Basson says, Mitch, you rather have a gun and don't need one than have one and need one, a license one I'm talking about. Mr. Mitch says, I don't hunt and won't hunt. I am a Peter. Won't mm -hmm. even own one. Don't need it. Luckily, my area is super safe. I can leave the house open out for hours without any worries. I can leave my groceries outside the shop, go home, carry what I can, tell the kids to go get the rest outside the shop without the groceries being stolen. I do respect those that own guns for protection. Jürgen Geisep says, the Namibian Expo staff will only be returning in May 
Therefore, it's going to be eight months. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's just can continue spending. <laughs> it's just look, the it's just look at all this, all these times where, where, all these times where, you know, we could have avoided a lot of situations, and then you go find these guys that probably get cheated on, and they take the situation, and we mm. end up losing our sisters, our mothers. It, it just happens because you have you have the uh, convenience to just delete somebody. Yes. Mutumba is saying the weapon business is worth 118 billion Namibia dollars. Mohao says it's the Merc part for me. <laughs> well done. Mohao, maybe uh, Shines should give you a little bit of a spin in his Mercedes. Uh, Mohao says let's enter. Check the stock exchange of American companies that deal in military hardware, how their stock prices is performing lately. Check what private security is earning in South Africa and how big the industry is. Alfredo Gaines says, I have two guns, my left hand and my right hand. I call them Pedro and Yolanda. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it's, a good, uh, it's good to have a licensed gun if you are psychologically well and mature enough to own one, knowing that you will only use it in the worst case scenarios like robbers breaking into your home and stuff. Um, yeah, but even with that, if you shoot a robber inside your home, the cops are going to come and arrest you for yeah. the better part until all of that is then being resolved. Yeah, you well, come out anyways, but, but you but, come but out. But if you kill him, uh, you can be charged for murder, isn't it? No, you have to be charged for murder. No, You, you, you have see, to be charged for being, homicide. Being, being, being charged doesn't necessarily mean you are convicted. Yes. Uh, you were just sent to for it, a fair trial. And it has to be investigated. Yeah, and then investigate. you have to be in jail for that. Well, you will be arrested. And of course, you go there, and then you know because you appear. You've Look, got to remember it's investigative appear, it's arrest. Investigative arrest. But you know how uh, you guys know how bad jail is. Mm-hmm. And you know you how arrested. jail can change your life when in you one are, day or when two you, days. When you are arrested, you appear. In our laws says within the next forty-eight hours. Yeah, but it, it's not a problem. The, the fact is, inside jail. Your life could be changed in yeah, one no, day. No, no, no. We all know about yeah, jail, yeah. but we're we still know. talking about guns. And and that's that, that's the problem with the so law what that if, I have. So what if what if we don't take you to jail, but you just shot somebody because you you know you because you had a gun? Mm. Yeah, I shot somebody in because my house. Remember, they were not. They, what if what if that person was just one of your friends who came to visit you, and then you know, and then boom, and then a, you know, a fight broke through because these people were not there. They mm. don't really know what happened. That's why they are giving this break to investigate and find out the evidence yeah. that leads to the truth. And and I understand that part. All I'm saying is like, look, even if somebody is attacking me, yeah. and I shoot this person to defend, my, um, because I'm in fear of my life, I still need to go to jail. And I could meet that person's brother, sister there inside. I will give you a good scenario, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say um, me and you are getting into a fight. Mm -hmm. You have a gun. Mm. I come out to you. I'm holding a a bottle of beer that I want to smash your face. Mm -hmm. Okay? And then you realize that come shines. He wants to destroy my face. You have a gun. And then, boom, you shot me. Mm. Dead on the spot. Is that self-defense or not? It is. Okay. Now, this is now where it gets interesting. Between a gun and a bottle, which one is more likely to end the situation? Uh, which one is more likely to? To end somebody's life. A gun. Okay. Now, in which way was the person holding a bottle in any way a threat to your life? Yeah, that can be done while I'm outside. 
Why can't that be done while I'm outside? No, I no, showed you the that's, witnesses. That's what I'm saying. Because you see, that's why they say when you have a gun, you have a responsibility. And you know you are in charge of the situation. You can end somebody's life. Self-defense does not come in a way that when you are in a position of power. Yeah. You, and, you are no. only allowed self-defense when you are in a position of vulnerability. That, hey, that guy had a gun. It was a matter of, you know, who survives. Yeah, okay. So that guy had a knife. He was holding me by my neck. Yeah. It was a matter of who mm -hmm. dies. Look, you can shoot them on the legs. but don't No, care. no, and that, that, that will also uh, uh, depend from the distance we are, that uh. we have. That See, will depend. And then why can't that be done while I'm outside? Oh, well, 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 all what really matters is that, you know, they just look at the elements of self-defense. And if you yeah. qualify any of those, you, you, you'll go out. Yeah, and, and look, uh, I've, I don't have a problem with You'll have with to anchor your way out there and make sure that you I really have the, 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 the yeah. you know, uh, when it comes to self-defense, you don't, meet the requirement. I really don't have a problem with that, man. Mm -hmm. let, me, let me tell you how our police uh, uh, work. Mm -hmm. They have a cell, right? They have cells like in the police station. Time is B, C, A, what, what they call it. Mm -hmm. So now, you come through there. You threw your mother's house windows. Your mom called police. Mm. You're 12, uh, let me say, let's say 16, 18 year old. Mm. It's the first time police were called on you. Right. This guy murdered his wife and kids and sister and what, what. This guy violently stabbed somebody there. So... They go put all of you guys. This guy was caught on uh, 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 DUI. They go put all of you in that cell. Bah. Like that. These guys have nothing else to lose than you. Who do you think they will target in, in that? You. Who are you talking about when you are in jail? When, you, when, when they put you on the holding cells before you go to, to, to yeah. appear in court. Uh -huh. You are worth those murderers there. You are worth guys that has killed okay. people. So you're and you're just there for DUI. And okay. it's not about being scared. It's about they will target you and you might have to defend yourself. And you might just pick up another murder there. Okay, that I, can I, change I, your I, life. I, I don't understand the, 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 the point of your concern. So you're saying that people with similar crimes should be kept in a in, yeah, in, people in, with in lesser crimes should be or should be kept in a, a certain type of holding cell than people that have already went to to and but they still have to wait for them to to be sentenced to the big jail but do you think do we have we have the capacity and the resources to make we should make we should make it available because now we are just going to make have you been to jail but you, you, you have you, you been you, you to jail? Do you understand? Mitch, we, we understand what you're on about. Yeah. Uh, we are talking about guns now. Now, in the meantime, no, no, we're I'm talking about jail. Yeah. Let's let's just focus it back to, mm. to the it point that because we can we can open up tomorrow a yeah. topic on jail on jail yeah. conditions and but let's maybe just also stuff. get some of the the comments, the, the, the comments before okay. we end the show. Course, yeah. Mutumba is saying we have guns to uh, two. I haven't shot someone yet. Uh, or, or I did, and it was a poacher who just slaughtered a whole kudubul. Beside our gun laws, don't allow us to shoot to kill. Robust Blossom say, I know myself, uh, a gun and me, that's a bad combination. Estimich says, all car owners should own a paintball gun. 
just for the traffic. Coffee, your friend Jerry Springer posted Will and Chris. Caption, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Esme <laughs> says, Mitch, the boys in jail will love you. Your comedy will change after you are released. Go slap a minister and see. Ask the boys in jail. I get you, Mitch, but unfortunately the law separates emotional reasoning. Hence, the spirit of the law is not pursued in, in interpretation than the letter of the law. I stand corrected. That comes from Trini. Yeah, Thomas says, cleaning Lovo, self-defense is a slippery slope. Yeah. And the last comment here, Mitch, must you always drag things on? And that is why I told him we'll talk about jail another time. Uh, you'll be jailed if you go do self-defense. In the meantime, the weather. In Namibia, the interior partly cloudy in the northeast with a few thunder showers. Elsewhere, fine and warm to hot. The coast, partly cloudy and cool to mild with mist in the morning with a wind moderate northwesterly to southwesterly. Looking at the maximum temperatures for today in Windhoek 27, Wolfers Bay 24, Swakopmund also 24. Katima Mulilu 30, then we're going to Omothia 32, Ondangwa 33, Oshakati also 33. In Ochibarongo today 28 with Riobot 28. Marintal today 33 with uh, Ketmanshoop. Let me just find Ketmanshoop 32. And then Betapos and Khobabas are both 31 degrees Celsius maximum for the day. And that basically brings our show to the end. Thank you very much for all of you who've joined us from uh, the morning mix from Shainzi and Michi. That's and what we do. Coffee. Thank you so much, guys, it's for being cheerio. here. We love you so much. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but and, and um, average birthday today. Uh, normal good, man. Yeah. Is it normal good's birthday? Normal good's yeah. birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, birthday normal. Here we go. Normal for normal. We're not holding back no more.